You're listening to Bro Down Podcast all fucking day. Oh, yeah. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Bro Down Podcast. I'm Andy Smith. And I'm Tim Colton. Back in the studio once again. The excitement is real. We're going to be doing the fight recap for UFC 250. Looks like it's bring your kid to work day. <laughs> I didn't even realize you could still. What are we doing? UFC 250, Nunez versus who she faced? Spencer. There we go. There we go. I know my names. How's it feel to be back? Oh, it's it's grand, dude. It's I'm, been a while. I'm it. Hmm? Kind of weird here now. It is a little I'm weird. Used to the cardboard cutout. It's like coming back from a long vacation. A long forced vacation. <laughs> back to work from yeah. vacation. Um, Something like that. All right. Well, let's get into it. I'll give you your little... Honorary keypad yeah, back. back. Oh, I broke it. I want. This is why we don't let you play. This the is picks. why I break. This is why I don't do this. It's not, no bueno. All right, we're gonna be starting it off with Alex. Oh God, Alex Caceres. I haven't had to say names in such a long time. Alex Caceres versus uh, Peter Parker. Chase Hooper. Chase. You get Peter Parker, basically. Um, what did you think? You know what? We Chase lost this fight. Uh, I don't know Alex too well. He put on a pretty good performance. There were a couple of instances where he could have followed through a little bit better, I thought. Yeah. But this is a life lesson to Chase. He needs to become a little bit more well-rounded. He has no stand-up game, end of statement. Um, Not on Alex's level. I think it's, this is a, definitely a case of too much, too young, too fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, uh, He's only 20 years old. Like, Yeah. His last fight, he went through a lot of... It was a difficult fight, too, and he ended up turning around, coming back, and I think getting a submission. Yeah. But he was getting pieced up bad. Yeah. Bad. Yeah. yeah. You know what? It's, he has so much heart, though. Like, can get oh. you fucked up, though, too. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. He wanted to do nothing but try harder. Yeah. Tell. But he wanted to go to the ground so freaking bad, but it just wasn't there. Yeah, he had some, he has some serious holes in tightening up to do with the striking. Yeah. So let's hope. Uh, I think, I don't know what, he shouldn't be fighting guys like Alex Caceres right now, I don't think. No, I agree with too you. Too much. Too much for him. Up next, we have Eddie, Eddie Wineland, the mustache. What, what's his nickname? Fighting Irish. No, the, uh, what was it? M- mustache. I don't know what the hell he said. He said some shit with a mustache. Mustache Mania? Mustache Mania versus the Sugar Show. Sean O'Malley. So what are your thoughts? Bro. Bro. Um, Bro. Sean O'Malley came off a two-year layoff, I believe, from a suspension from pot or something. Uh, holy shit! This kid's only twenty-two. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, Eddie Wineland, former world champ from WEC, is no walk in the park for anybody, especially with that mustache, powerful mustache. It was that pretty epic. It was the night of weird haircuts. It was. It really was. Everyone had a, a weird haircut. No one's allowed to get haircuts, dude. No, that's true. Yeah. Um, Weird world. He looked fantastic. He fought almost a perfect fight. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then sat Eddie down, not sat him down, knocked him out cold with one shot. And it was nasty because he he like fainted the uppercut like really lazy, like he was. It was, I've never seen it done that that way before, where it was almost um, like he was doing it super slow to like fake the fact that he was going to just rip one down the pipe. And he knocked Eddie out cold, bad, cold. bad. He was out, and then he was more out after he was out. So not good. There was layers. Yeah, not good. 
Uh, but good for Sean O'Malley. Great for Sean O'Malley. Welcome to the Sugar Show. Yeah, this is going to be freaking comeback. Yeah, he's gonna. He's just one of those guys that you want to watch what he does because yeah. he's a weird, wacky guy. Um, doesn't seem uh, phased by anything. Which at 22 years old to be fighting in the UFC at the level he's fighting at against a guy like Eddie Wineland, like stock just just put all your stock in in this skyrocketed. Yeah, yeah. He made it look easy too. That walk off, everyone's talking about it. Yeah, it was kind of sexy. Yeah, it fucking you walk off KO is is a not too many people have one. No, and he did it so nonchalantly. Yeah, there's like Mark Hunt has like half the walk off KOs of all time, and then there's everybody else. So, but we saw two walk-offs tonight. Yeah, we did. So, let's go on to the next fight. Neil Magny versus Anthony Rocco Martin. This was the least entertaining fight on the card from the main card, but that's not saying... No, it's not a knock. No, it was, it's not a knock. It was an aggressive fight. Yeah. Uh, Magny didn't come out as heavy with the pressure as he normally does. He turned it on in the third round. He definitely turned it up. I think it was in question whether or not he was going to take it home, which apparently it wasn't. No. Um, I did 30-27s, right? A, two 30-27s, one 29-28. Yeah. That's what I thought it was. Yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, Anthony, this isn't the one I was thinking with the with the one decision. But, yeah. Uh, Rocco Martin's a tough dude, but Magny just took over in the third. I mean, if that was another two rounds, it was not looking good oh, no. at all. He. Martin had nothing left. No, he had nothing. He was, he was done. He was done. Yeah. Once once Neil, I think, felt him lose a little bit of the power or started to wilt yeah. a little bit, he just hit the gas pedal. Yeah, and, 100%. And, and just steamrolled him in that third round. God Spike. damn it. I'm going to think about it in like 20 minutes. That's strike one, sir. I'm going to be fired. Yeah. Okay, Aljamain Sterling versus Corey Sandhagen. Uh, winner of this fight apparently gets the next title shot over the people that are fighting for the title. And I believe it's is it this is the one that's Aldo versus Is that how Peter it's going Jan. to work? Peter Yan, I believe, is fighting Jose Aldo for the title. Okay. Whoever wins that is fighting was I guess fighting the winner of this, which is Aljamain Sterling. Yeah. Aljamain Sterling, uh, and Corey Sanhagen both are right at the top. And Aljamain, I think, is the number one can number two contender. And he uh he fought a perfect fight. Yeah. Flawless. Fought a perfect fight. Flawless victory. Yeah. He, uh, it almost kind of sucks because I wanted to see a little bit more from Sanhagen or yeah. a little bit more excitement in a way, but that's just like the jealous, like fan in me. Like, yeah, like it, you can't knock him. It was perfect. No. And he, he had the, I think he had the choke originally around the, the face and he had to let it go. And then when he turned back over, um, as he was turning, he got it under the neck and it that, was, that was, it, it. was done. That was it. it was a, it was a perfect performance as you can get from from Aljamain. So, I'm interested to see him fight whoever wins Jose versus Jan. We're going to have to pay close attention to this one. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's hard to argue. This is a stacked division. It's too many too many good people, which is never a bad thing. No, it's not a bad thing. I like more names to talk about. Then we have Rafael Ansanco versus Cody Garbrandt. Rafael Ansanco. I I try so hard. I, I really know you do. do. That's why that's why I give you the gold star. Thanks, bud. Um, so Rafael Sunsau is one of the toughest dudes in the division, as far as you can hit him with a lot of things, and he's not going to go anywhere. Cody Garbrandt. A lot of people think he might have been getting chinny. A lot of people might think he took too too much damage, and he can't take a shot anymore. 
This is the best I've seen him look physically because he didn't look like drawn out. Yeah. He, he looked like he recovered well from, from the weight uh, cut. And I've never seen him look crisper, except maybe in the fight with Dominic Cruz. Um, but he was faster than I think I've ever seen him. They kept talking about his speed, and he might be the fastest dude in in the UFC. It was unbelievable with the hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was ridiculous, and especially then, for that weight class. Like people are already like super fast as is normally. Like, yeah, they're already above average. Yeah, but like just seeing him fly, it was crazy. Like yeah, different level, different yeah, level yeah. speed, and then. He started feeling it. He started taunting him a little bit. They started talking back and forth. Yeah. And uh, there was a point where I think Cody uh, dropped a Sun Sal a little bit. And he's like, I heard him. And a Sun Sal was like, what are you talking about, bro? Like, you know who I am? And then Cody was like, oh, yeah, watch this. Like, I'm going to put my hands down at my side with, what, two-tenths of a second left in the round and cracked him with one of the hardest shots I've ever seen. Like, he literally dipped down almost in like a full body squat and came up full power, hands at his hips, and knocked Asuncao out cold. It was like textbook. A lot of these fights have like textbook definitions on what you should be doing. Yeah. Well, that was actually fucking weird because that, like if you were a coach, you'd probably never tell your fighter to do that. Yeah. Because he like oversold it to get him to commit to a punch. Yeah. And then, you know, Cody came out on top. One of the things I was disappointed in, though, was the uh, medical staff and yeah, that was weird. Where they didn't let Rafael like recover at all on the ground. They immediately tried to pick him up and put him on the stool, and he fell off the stool. And, he ke- and they put, tried to put him back, and he yeah. kept on like falling over until they had to put him back on the ground. Yeah, like figure out what's going on with the guy first. Like a lot of times they make you sit on the ground yeah, before I, they let you get up to the stool. They were just like, no, get up. I, I, I thought didn't that was like weird that. too. Yeah, that was definitely a little odd. Yeah, I didn't like that at all. So we talked about this a little bit last night. The knockout happened like pretty much a millisecond before the buzzer went off, right? Yeah. What would happen if it happened a millisecond after? And not because Cody tried to get in a cheap shot. Say the punch was started, buzzer goes off, and then he cracks him. Is it a no contest? If I got to think that it – I don't know how the rules are set up to where if the punch is already in motion when the bell rings and then it hits, it, I don't know if it would be different, but they are allowed in some places, they are allowed to use instant replay, but only for a fight ending event. This would be considered would, one that, of them. That would, yeah, okay. So if the bell rang and then he cracked them and they looked at it, the fight has to have already been called for them to use the replay. I believe it would be a no contest if it was clearly after the bell. Okay. I believe. Because technically, it's a strike that landed after the bell. That's interesting. Because in yeah. a weird way, he got lucky. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. Now, here's the crazy part. And this was mentioned. Uh, I forget who mentioned it. I was watching just all this UFC news today. Aljamain Sterling um, supposedly has the next title shot. Okay. Because he he beat um go back one. I forget, just remind me real quick my brain's not working. Sanhagen beat Corey Sanhagen, right? Yep. That was supposed to be a title eliminator. Okay. Uh go back to the Cody Garbrandt one. So Cody Garbrandt fought Rafael Sunsell. They're all in the same weight class. Cody Garbrandt's former champ. 
had a hell of a performance. So did Aljamain Sterling. Cody Garbrandt is ranked lower than both guys that just fought before him. Okay. But he fought after him, higher on the card. Yeah, that is weird. So, with a performance like that, Cody might leapfrog everybody. I'm not saying he will. Yeah. But he's a former champ. He's back to form. Just took out one of the one of the best guys in the division. Very distinctive. Like very. There's no questions. Uh, so does he leapfrog those guys? Does he I, not? I don't know. Would you be mad? I probably would be because Sterling had such an amazing performance too. They also promised him that promised both those guys that the winner gets the title. Shot. Yeah. So you can't go back. I mean, I'm sure UFC does, but you can't go back on a promise. Well, they do all the time. Pinky swear, dude. They do all the time. I know they do, but it ain't right. Yeah, I know. That's why I'd be pissed. Yeah. So Especially maybe, if you're watching that fight thinking, like as a fan, thinking the winner of this is going to go on. Maybe they do Cody versus Al Jermaine. Because if Cody... See, that's still breaking a promise. Anyway. I know, but they do it all the time. I know. So if, if Al Jermaine doesn't fight the winner, he's going to... Or if he does fight the winner, he's going to wait for that fight to play out. Yeah. That means that Cody then has to take another fight beforehand. So, who does he fight? You know what? And But, playing a little bit of devil's advocate here, this was an amazing win for him, but he is coming off of a three-loss streak, I think. Is yes. He, does he really deserve a title shot based off one win? Former world champion. Hmm? Former world champion, and one of the fights that he lost in, uh, if, there were, if the first round had been another two five seconds long he would have won but it didn't happen so it didn't happen but i think he showed tonight and answered all the questions about whether or not he still has it and he showed that he didn't get into a gunfight and just drop his hands and and throw i mean he did but in a more calculated way than he normally does so maybe they do a sunset or maybe they do aljamain versus the winner of peter yan and jose aldo and then the loser of yan aldo fights garbrandt I agree to that. I wouldn't mind seeing one more Garbrandt fight. That might be the fight. Then. Wait till Jose and that, but then you got to wait like six, seven months. Yeah. See, I would want to see one more fight. I would also want to be curious to see if this is really a turnaround for him or if this is like a standalone performance. I don't want to take away from like tonight ob- or last night. Obviously, he fucking rocked it, but I would want to make. Sh- yeah. If that, if I would say that because of his past performances. And the fact that this didn't happen in 20 seconds, we yeah. got to see a full two rounds. Yeah, that's true. Um, and he looked fantastic in those full two rounds. So that's one of the reasons why I say a lot of questions were answered. If this happened in 20 seconds, we'd be like, all right, we knew Cody can knock people out. Yeah. That's not a surprise. But the fact he looked so crisp and sharp throughout everything and he was throwing those low cap kicks and just looked very crisp. I, I, I think it's fair to say he's back. All right. All right. So – the inner wolf yeah and next Ugh, amanda nunez versus felicia spencer okay before we get into this i mean amanda just she won the fight clearly um th- i don't think that was a surprise to anybody she um, showed up for her paycheck yeah well to to her credit like the thing with amanda though is she's with somebody like felicia spencer felicia spencer you know you're probably not going to have an easy night of putting her away yeah. Because she's so tough. Yeah. So yeah. you got to make sure you don't fuck yourself over by trying to put her away and getting tired. So um, she came in here. There's a couple things about this fight I want to talk about. Number one, 
the judges. There was one judge, two judges that had two 10-8 rounds, I believe. I think they had one 10-8 round because it was 50-44, 50-44, Oh, it was 50-44. So there was one 10-8 round. Yeah. Okay. And one judge had no 10-8 rounds. I would be interested to see if both the judges that scored a 10-8 had at the same 10-8. Yeah, I would be interested to see that too. But from what I saw, I thought that by the rules that I understand them as, there probably should have been two 10-8 rounds in there. And the fact that one judge didn't see any 10-8 rounds is concerning. I mean... Not that we don't know the judges are questionable It's not best. Shock- it's not shocking. Yeah. Um, number two, what did you think about after Felice took all the damage in the fourth? Them letting her come back out. Or the third? She took a lot of damage in the fourth, I think. I think it was between the fourth and the fifth round that everyone was saying, all right, maybe that we should be yeah. thinking about calling this. And you know what? She wasn't going to win the fight. No. Obviously. She has the stand-up game compared to Amanda Nunes just wasn't there, right? And I think she tried like four or five takedowns, and they were all easily stuffed. And the longer it went, the less heart she had to put into it. Yeah. So she wasn't getting her on the ground. Maybe she could pull off some freak thing like everyone wants, but you can't rely on that. I wouldn't have been disappointed if they had thrown in the towel. No. At some point, it becomes less of watching a sport and more of someone being brought out to slaughter. And that's what I don't like to see. Yes. And I understand wanting to not have a knockout or a corner stoppage on your record. But there are some professional fighters uh, that are basically say the second that you you know your fighter cannot win the fight, you pack it up and you go home. So... I think it was clear by the end of the fourth. Yeah. I think it was clear by the end of the third, really, that Felice Spencer wasn't going to win the fight. Yeah. Right? She didn't. Ca- she hadn't caught her with anything like that. It could happen. It could. But after the damage she took in between those two, those uh, the fourth round, um, I mean, like, if she got stopped in the fifth, everyone would be fucking pissed at their corner. Yeah. But she didn't. So it's okay. But what... Do you take that risk? Do you not take that risk? I think they should have probably stopped it to save time on her career. Yeah. In case Nunez decided to be like, okay, I'm going to put a nail in the coffin because there's only one round left. I don't have to worry about my gas tank anymore. And just hammered her into oblivion. That didn't happen. But if it did, that's on the coaches. Yeah. See, I do have mixed feelings about – this in a weird way because yeah you want the longevity of it but it is a sport you you do want to constantly give your 100 percent. i don't know it's this is the only thing that i worry about your head because you can't get that back you can fix a broken arm you can fix bruised ribs this you can't get once this is done you can't get it back and when you're taking damage like she was taken with you know you saw it on her face yeah um it comes to the point of how much of it is unnecessary and I thought that after what we saw for four rounds, anything in the fifth round, especially after that, like Nunez kind of took her foot off the gas a little bit. But if she did what she did in the fourth round, it's all unnecessary. She didn't need to take that damage. I'm not saying that they 100% should have stopped it, but they should have had the towel in their hand probably. Yeah, I wouldn't be upset by that either. No. So, uh, so yeah, she's the best. Amanda's the GOAT. I, I don't I don't think that there's like what do you do with her now? 
I don't know. That's a serious question because she's dominating two different weight classes. It's almost like it's almost unfair to everyone else, like, yeah. in a weird way. And the only girl that's come close to stopping her since she got on her reign is Shevchenko. Yeah. Shevchenko's two weight classes below what Amanda fought last night. I mean, I guess you could do a— What weight? Hmm? What weight? Meet in the middle? I don't know. I don't know, to be honest. There, there's no easy answer there. Cause it, and even for Shevchenko, she's a champion in her own right. Does she really want to go up in a weight class? Well, she has. I know she has in the past. Did she do that while she had the title? That's what she did when she fought Amanda because Amanda – I don't think Amanda can make 125. Yeah. So she holds the 135, 145-pound title, and Shevchenko is like – she's not – she's an undersized 135, and Amanda's an oversized 135, and she's like a D a, – a regular size 145. She carries a little bit extra weight, but um, you don't make a catch weight because you it's you want champion versus champion. You don't want to have a catch weight where there's no title, so it would have yeah. to be at one of the two weight classes. So either Amanda goes down and becomes champ, champ, champ. That'd be nuts. Or Shevchenko goes up to 135 and tries to become a champ, 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 champ. champ. They fought twice, but to be fair, they were very close. They were closely contested, which is crazy that an undersized 135-pounder was the person that gave her the most problems. Yeah, that is crazy, and that just goes to show you how good Shevchenko is. Yes. Like, the two of them combined are completely dominating the women's division. I don't know what else you do with the division as is. Like, until somehow those titles get cleared, what do you do with them? I don't know because she's beaten everybody. So it's almost like everyone else is just kind of vying for another chance to get beat up. Yeah. And it sucks when there's that much of a disparity because how do you sell that fight? How do you sell her next fight? I don't know. How do they sell this fight? Everyone knew. I don't know. I think they were like, she was like a 500 favorite. Like that's ridiculous. I think this fight was sold based on the merits of the pre of the undercard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not to say, not to take anything away from Nunez, but when you don't think that anyone else has a chance, the only way that people buy these fights when you don't think that the person can lose is if they are destroying people in spectacular fashion, like Mike Tyson. Yeah, I agree. Everyone bought Mike Tyson's fights because he would destroy people in two rounds. Amanda has the ability to do that, but it's not all the time. So you know that she's going to win not know that she's going to win but like who the fuck wants to pay 65 bucks to watch somebody just lose dude it's 85 85 wasn't it 85 no it's like 64.99 oh, it okay. better not have been 85 <laughs> fuck yeah what so I, I i don't know what they're going to do with them i think the they got to figure something out between Shevchenko and Nunez because that's the only fight that anyone let the other girls fight it out for who's going to get next let them let them get their confidence up. Let them get their skills up. See if somebody can come up out of that and compete with them. But if they don't do that fight, which I think that that's the correct move, figure out the logistics, make that fight happen. If they don't do that fight, I wouldn't mind them kind of, and I know it's kind of mean, but forcing her to vacate the 135 title just to free up a division. Because right now we have three different women's divisions that are so... But she can go back and forth. I know, but then we have two different... Two different divisions that no one can Oops, win. Sorry. Yeah, but the that's old, not her I mean, problem. <laughs> no, I know that. I don't know. Give her fucking a million bucks and take back the thing. 
you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, I don't want to, I don't want to take it away from her, but at the same time, I want a competitive division. And if she's in it, it's no longer competitive, which is fine, but she's doing it twice. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think, um, the, the division is very shallow in terms of people that can compete with Nunez. So yeah. if Nunez is making a lot of money, I think that it might not be in the time when Nunez is on top, but that's going to draw a lot of more, a lot more females to the sport of yeah, higher caliber athletic ability. And just like how we saw Rousey on top and then she fell from grace because of the next level of athlete, it's like almost like Amanda like found that next gear. And she's just wait. She's not even in like you can barely see her. Like yeah. she's so far ahead of everyone else that she doesn't have anything. Yeah. Hopefully nobody has anything to offer her. Hopefully, uh, I think we're. I hope we will have a different conversation in like a year from now. Yeah. The only person I think that can beat her right now is Jermaine Durandame. But Jermaine Durandame doesn't have any wrestling. She was tuning her up on the feet, but then she got taken down, and it's totally not in her world. If she could get her wrestling on par of takedown defense, or at least getting back to the feet, yeah, um, that might give Amanda a lot of problems. But other than that, Some, I don't fucking yeah, know. Someone's got to piece something together, otherwise we're going to be yeah here for a while. But that's all I got, sir. That's all I got, too. All right, guys, let us know what you thought of UFC 250 in the comments down below. So do not forget to like and subscribe. Tell us what kind of assholes we are in the comments as well. Hit the little bell button. So that way you can get all of our videos. Last but not least, don't forget to go to BroDownPro.com for all your cool-ass BroDownPro gear. I'm Tim Fullen, back in the studio for good. I want the cardboard cut out back. <laughs> Peace out, everybody. You're listening to Bro Down Podcast all fucking